0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives. The Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Welcome back to Ball vs. Life. I am your host, Jack, and I got my co-host on other mic, JC. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what <laughs> up. And it's been a while, but we're back, and we got a special guest to wrap up a certain team season, and we had to give him time to digest the season. He is Leo Choi. He's our resident Clippers expert.
1: You're back, buddy. Thank you for coming on. I'm back. Thanks for giving me the time to uh, really just take a break from, <laughs> from what happened. I appreciate it, guys.
0: We're, we're, I'm, I'm a little nicer to you because... When JC had to go through this with the Warriors losing, we had we made him record like the night of. Yeah. <laughs> had no time to process that
2: was, that was brutal, man. I hadn't even gone through the, the stage point zero, dude. Like, I was just still in shock. I was still seeing Black the last time we had to record about that. But glad to have you back, Leo, man. How are you doing, man? Doing
1: good, hey. Good to be back. Good to be in front of the mic again. And um, yeah, it a, a lot. So much has happened this season. We we have we have a lot we can unpack. Um, even it's just been such a weird weird time too. Like you speaking of the Warriors, you guys went for a play-in tournament, and like I, you know, like it, it's just it's just bizarre. But uh, but yeah, no, doing good overall. Um, you know, grateful for uh, you know, us going going that far. Like first and foremost.
0: Yeah, and let's start with this first. Because I actually saw you recently, you know, you came down to LA and for those people that listen to this that don't know, Leo doesn't live in LA anymore. We, we are high school friends and he's in the Bay Area and you came down for a
1: special reason. Can you let us know why you came down? I, yeah, sure. So um, I came down to watch game four of, uh, mm. of the Clippers versus Suns, that game to Staples. And that's a big thing, dude, because I mean,
0: you're a Clipper diehard as... We, we mentioned earlier, not just our resident expert, you're, you're a Clipper diehard fan for years, man. I mean, ever since I've known you, which high school, even maybe a little bit middle school, I don't even know. Almost, that. almost 30 years. Yeah, almost 30 years. Oh. You've been a Clipper fan through and through, dude, through 30 years. So that was a big deal for you to go to game four Western
1: Conference finals. It's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's just one of those things where we, I mean, we, you know, you guys know this and folks on the, I'm sure listening know this too. We've never gone that far, you know? 50 years we haven't even touched that point and uh and i've been a fan for 30 of them so i i knew i had to do it i i got my kind of pre-approvals from the from <laughs> from from my wife from the family I make sure everything's arranged and uh you know it's one of those things too you can't look too far ahead when we're in the second round we're in the, in the thick of it with the jazz but but I, I have to start thinking about well you know without jinxing it what if this happens plan ahead and uh and then you know fast forward a week and a half there i was game four at uh you know uh being able to come down to staples and it was also my um you know it's just been a weird COVID year for us all right Mm -hmm. so we haven't we i haven't left the bay area during that whole time so that was the first my first trip away from the bay um and um you know i did a drive down 24 hour trip uh round trip uh just to just to watch that game wow
2: wow that is commitment bro wow (laughs) impressed
1: yeah yep it was uh it was it was um it was epic to say the least
0: and we got to meet up (laughs) you made time some time for me i mean we met up uh in downtown la
1: yeah yeah. tokyo area got to catch up a little bit you uh, were in
0: clippers you're in your brent uh, Brent barry jersey and everything
1: (laughs) yeah it was in my brent barry jersey autographed and uh i bet nobody on this on listening to this know who brent berry was <laughs> jc do you know who brent berry was
2: yeah dude he won a slam dunk championship 1997
1: yeah. from the free throw line we'll you guys have so. a basketball you guys got came across a basketball court and just tossed it okay? <laughs> but uh brent has a cool story real quickly because i i worked one of my former co-worker was scooter uh scooter berry was uh awesome. brent's older brother Oh, I didn't know yet. Played- I mean, we all know about John Barry. You know, his, mm-hmm. his he also was an MBA, so yeah. the Barry brothers did John, well for themselves. Yeah, John, Drew, uh Brent and Scooter, uh they all played uh professionally oh they wow actually, i
0: didn't know i didn't know uh scooter played professionally cool
1: yeah he played in europe i think for oh. for for basically his entire career and um and he was good he was a good shooter i i, um, I even played with him once pick up and basically just letting us run <laughs> 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 you know he's oh. like 50 he's like 50 something but he's still at a completely different level it's amazing <laughs> how good these people are
2: all sons of the wire legend rick berry that's right is uh you know a bay area legend here so Mm -hmm. there you go jc that's lineage right there man that's lineage
1: totally but but anyway but yeah so um in my jersey and i was the only one still you remember jack in a clipper jersey there are more (laughs) there are more they're way more lakers jersey even though lakers are not even playing anymore (laughs) at uh at downtown la it's it's amazing but uh but yeah I i had to represent yeah and you came down
0: so you prepped for game four we met up we talked for like what two two three hours and then
1: you were off to the game man yeah and, and you have some premium was, seats i i did but but first but by the way that was great way, great catching up it's mm-hmm. just been way too long um but uh so so thanks for coming up. but yeah like the the seats weren't bad the seats weren't bad um we were um you know so i i've been in with the organization for for many years and uh just, just you know, through my season tickets and all that, I was able to get some pretty sweet arrangements. Um, so my seats were uh, the second row um, uh, from court side. Wow, dude, that's... I mean,
0: none of us have sat that close <laughs> to a game, dude. <laughs> that in itself
1: is already amazing. I mean, let alone game four, Western Conference Finals. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Billy Crystal was... Uh, very which the rope in front of me he was it he was in the center court i was uh kind of imagine across from the uh visitors bench mm. and um and kind of in the in in between in between mid court and the the corner of the of the court so uh so i i, I didn't talk to billy but um but i could definitely he, he wasn't that far away um you know and and there were some yeah there there were uh but you know the, the reality is you wouldn't be talking to anyone anyway because you're so close <laughs> to the action <laughs>
2: So may may I ask what the vibe was like? You know, obviously you guys got there the game before the game. How was the vibe coming in? There was a lot of energy, I imagine. Mm -hmm. I I just kind of want to. I want to. I want a story, man. How was it? It was. You
1: know. It was. uh, I. I think so. I wasn't there for Game 3, so I couldn't say what the initial vibe was. I feel like by Game 4, like, second game at home, people kind of, like, now are really feeling like they're in the Western Conference Finals. Like, they're, they're a little bit less, uh, you know, they, they, they feel a little bit more into it. I, I gotta imagine, first time around, was just very surreal for everyone, right, when it was Game 3. Um, you know, but uh, but Game 4, it was, it was great. Like, people were... Uh, you know there there were complaints. I don't know if you guys remember, which I still found ridiculous. Where um, you know just national for just the, the writers, the talking heads saying like, like Clippers won Game Three, which was huge, and the first mm-hmm. thing that they decided to comment on was that the Clippers fans should be ashamed of themselves for not being loud. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> this is the first thing you picked up on because you you know the because the national schedule decided to start the game early. No one in LA can can make it to staples a six, like you guys know how bad the traffic mm-hmm. is. And that's the first thing you decided to start mm-hmm. a comment on after we had a historic win, um, shorthanded and, you know, PG playing so well. So I feel like people also um, wanna make it a point to be there early, be loud and just, you know, shut mm-hmm. those national people up. And uh and they did, like very proud of them. It was uh, unfortunate as with any Clipper game you can imagine where um it's not 100% Clipper fans right you had uh there was like annoyingly about like 10 15% of the crowd was like suns fans it, that was actually mm. kind of annoying i think <laughs> I, I guess kudos to them they travel well but and I'll tell you more stories later but like the let's just say Suns fans are not um, exactly friendly nor uh, oh. or, nor that that you know nor would I be very happy to um, you know just have uh, friendly exchanges with they're just not a <laughs> they're not like jazz fans like jazz fans are super nice um, they're just a little you know, a little different let's just put it that way so so created a dynamic that was that was that was different um over there and you know just imagine you know 15 is not insignificant right um so there's no they, not they, at all so they're pretty loud they're pretty annoying um but but overall like uh overall the vibe was amazing it was it definitely felt like we were there to defend our turf and i don't know if you guys remember that game too it was a grind It that was an 84 the final score we lost was uh 84 80 yeah
0: it was a it was a crazy grind. Actually, I want to ask JC real quick since he did mm-hmm. go to a playoff game when the Warriors were in there. Did you like when a long when you, time? Yeah, ago. A long time ago. Like, <laughs> a long time ago. Was it
2: hostile? For were there opposing fans? See, I've been to a couple of playoff games, and mm-hmm. depending on like, very similar to uh, to Leo's um, uh, experience, it depends on the matchup. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I do first feel of like all, Phoenix gets... is. Phoenix is close to California, so it's yeah, easy yeah.
0: for them to travel versus it's like, like you travel. if you go to a finals game, I mean like you know, the Cavs versus the Cavs, yeah, it's really yeah, Cleveland's yeah. far.
2: Well but the finals though they, they they make it a point to really travel because it's true. like the highest stakes. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like the closer you get to the 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 championship, the the stakes and the the hate even gets amplified even more. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I don't wanna I, I don't wanna hijack the story, but like one playoff game where it was the most rowdy was when the Warriors faced the Clippers and we lost to the mm-hmm. Clippers that series. I think it was 2014. I remember that series. Do you and, remember what uh, happened that yeah. series, JC? Do you remember that was the yeah, whole remember, Donald Sterling thing? Uh, yeah, that was the Donald Sterling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. So I went to Oracle and, and LA and, you know, LA and the Bay, it's, you know, it's a fairly, um, fairly easy drive and at that point in time, the Warriors weren't where the Warriors were from like four years back, mm-hmm. so the percentages were even higher in terms of clipper representation (laughs) and uh and warrior fans and it was it was pretty hectic there man like i yeah some friends who remain shall remain unnamed uh were getting into tips with uh with clipper clipper fans because it really it was intense with that said the rivalry was really really intense back then between the clippers and, and the warriors but um I don't know, man. That adds to the vibe in my experience. I feel like, you know... The intensity? <laughs> um, it, the intensity is just so much high and people... Especially for... Uh, if your team is just getting there on the rise for the first time and, you know... You want it so bad. Like The fans are so thirsty that you really, really want to win these games. The intensity in between uh, the two teams is just so high and yeah. you can feel it with the fans. I
1: think that's exactly it. That What you just mm-hmm. said just now. Um, especially... Suns versus Clippers. Neither team. I mean, none of the the, the, the final four were had any recent history in, in going that far, right? Like so, both teams really wanted it bad. Um, you know, Suns fans. They also like like what you guys said. They were so you know relatively close. They can drive over pretty easily. Um, so they it was pretty easy for them to create a presence and um and yeah, definitely we're feeling a lot of that. So for but, you, when you showed up to the game,
0: you know you what. I'm sure you
1: got to see them warm up was there like did you scout out anything (laughs) (laughs) we uh yeah so first thing of course you get to you get there um you know because because no one no one knows the status of Kawhi. like even even after this they would say before each game that he's going to be out you try to look and see where he's at look around the stadium and um so that's exactly what we did um we got there first things first is to see hey where's Kawhi? is he there is he there what is he because we were we're also so close uh you know i I went with my cousin by the way so we were so close that you you can reasonably look for him right like Mm -hmm. he'll be visible if he's there but he wasn't but um but so so which is okay and then you look around and you look at uh we were sitting in front of uh where the sun's would warm up which is kind of annoying um but uh (laughs) but um you look at yeah you look at chris paul and he's like he had had moments where he's trying to just feel the air feel the atmosphere like the moment so you can tell he's trying to gear for a big one he knew that was a big one um looks so good um and that was like those are the kind of things that like like kind of opposing team scouting that i picked up on like booker didn't you know booker didn't look fully ready but but you know whatever right like it's it's so it's it is what it is but aiden looked great like in person mm. he just looked like something that we and we knew it too even from like the first couple of games but like he just looked like you know a player that we wouldn't be able to um reasonably handle um mm. and that proved to be the case right um yeah. especially given how short-handed we were um and then yeah and then look across to 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 the uh to the Clippers bench or the Clippers warm-up area, um, I was really hoping to see. Uh, I was looking at the body language of Rondo, like how he's feeling, like because remember, like at that time he, by that time he was getting a lot of criticism, and uh, but we really needed him to play because of how short-handed we were. Um, and it's it's unfortunate that he, he wasn't able to play. He you know, the, the 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 vibe was good, like people seemed together, like they they seem like they are um they really like each other. Rondo like was like trying to hype up the entire team. He was he was the loudest, and then the second loudest, believe it or not, is uh is boogie. <laughs> he, oh, that's he's, definitely doing a, not hard to believe. <laughs> he's doing he's doing a lot of talking. So you have like these two players that um don't play that often being the loudest voices but uh you know mm-hmm. so so but but i'm glad they were able to make an impact right on the team at least in that regard so but yeah, um, so but what, overall what yeah the... ov- overall that was um that was to the extent and then and then before you know it the game starts right like these things all, always move fast when you're live you know so you, you 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 get through all that you get to talk a little bit and then it's the national anthem you know and uh and it's again it's very cool to be so close to the action for that the next thing you know ball up right that's right yeah that's right
2: well are the p- yeah go are ahead, the just... players as big as they they seem to be like on tv it doesn't seem like they're that big but when you see them you know in reference to just other normal sized people i could only imagine oh, yeah. how oh yeah for sure massive like, Aiton looks. so by
1: the time you're down because we're basically at the court level right we're at the court um and um yeah so they definitely look like you know seven footers six something um you know and i had i had like similar experience in the past as well jack you might remember this one time when i uh when i went down and greeted the players um years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah so it was that kind of similar experience yeah they are actually that all <laughs> they are actually <laughs> they are actually that big all of them uh yeah cp wasn't that big um you know cp actually cp definitely feel like um you know jc i would say you 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 probably you're six right um six something yeah yeah just about. you so you you you're taller than jc you're taller than cp uh i was no uh, way uh, yeah he, he's not he's not that big like really oh wow yeah but um but uh, i mean he's muscular for sure but he's just not that tall and then um but but everyone else yes everyone else is big
0: i always think this whenever i go to a game and i see the players out there the court looks so much smaller but if you ever step foot on an nba court that court is humongous dude like for any normal person it's not that small yeah like how are these guys shooting these threes so easily dude it's like so far away They are professionals, and they're,
1: yeah, you know, know. they are—you know—they do have—they do have—they are longer, they're taller. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You know, we can only dream. Yeah, yeah, we can only dream. That's why—that's why they're like superheroes
0: for uh, us normal folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But let's talk about the game, man. You again, it was eighty-four, eighty. The Clippers lost, but it mm. was a freaking grind. And
1: as a as a person who's there, like you felt the whole grind of that game, right? Oh my God! It was it was such a grind. It was um, so. I, I, I for those who don't know the flow of the game, uh, the highest scoring uh, quarter that any team had had was uh, I think I think I think we scored thirty in in, in the third quarter. Um, but every every inch of it was a grind. No other quarter was more than like twenty five points. And um, you know you can do the math and it makes sense. Um, we we were, when we made the, um, when we made the run in the third quarter, because we were down double digit going in, we made a run and we, we, we never quite captured the lead, but we were close, right? We, we were close to tying it up. Um, That was the only real like momentum moment that we felt in the game. The rest of the game, Mm -hmm. like both sides really just tried to clamp down. It was very physical. It was very, very physical. Um, And it was, um, you know, and, and that's the cool thing about the playoffs. I think you're the, the, the level of defense that teams would bring. Um mm-hmm. it's just at a different level. And then the the refs that game, um, you know, I, I have my complaints. Overall they they let the physicality happen. It's just towards the end of the game they decide to 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 clamp down a lot and you know, in ways that are not that favorable to us. Um but overall they actually let them play they let them play hard defense. Um so so yeah you so you definitely feel those uh field attention and then when there was a stretch after we made the run where i think the score was i want to say under like seventy one seventy or something like that right mm-hmm. and it's been that score for like the next five minutes oh, so you can imagine like how like we were like every time we get a stop we're like here we come we got this we can take the lead and then oh like something happened and then they came they come back fast right and that's the mm-hmm. cool thing about being course because like you can see people coming fast and yeah. so they came back fast and then we came back fast transition D was good and we played another round of good D they missed a shot and we're like yeah there we go let's go PG and then he turned the ball over and they come again and that just went on for like five minutes and the tension just keep building up and then all the meanwhile you have uh, Suns fans you know it, it, and that's where like the reaction of fans is kind of it's kind of fun to watch at those moments just like as a comic relief um, you know <laughs> Sun, Suns fans are um, I'll give it to them they're like they're kind of like Lakers fans in a sense that somehow they're just hey. more they're just more confident like in, in a good way in a good way Jack they, okay because you usually bash Laker fans that's why I'm like hey they're just for some reason defensive much for some reason I don't know based on what like clipper fans are just less confident I, that i get right history you know jinx mm. and superstition mm. like other teams fans especially liquor fans and in this case Suns fans <laughs> are just confident like even if they're not doing that well they're like yeah we're gonna win the championship right so like <laughs> we're gonna we got this so like that's where like it got a little bit annoying but like. And then, like, but then during those five minutes, even they had doubts, and you can kind of see that, like, oh, shoot, like, what are we going to do now? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, like, so I thought that dynamic was kind of fun to watch. And then, um, but, of course, the one that broke the scoring were them, so, and not us, and that put even more Mm. stress on us. Um, Yeah, so so that was, um, I I never, I mean, I've gone to so many home games at this point, live games, but uh, that was the first. Like, I never felt that kind of tension. And But I Mm. think it's just, you know, it's just, uh it's just a cost to play like you you're this deep this far into the playoffs you want to be in this situation right and uh and you know that's my if i fast forward
2: at least that's my takeaway were you able to hear like the the chatter i mean i know you were talking about boogie and, and rondo like uh pre-game but like during the game could you hear pat bev like you know <laughs> yeah, you barking at CP. Could you hear like the coaches calling out plays and like you know what I mean? Defense adjusting to that, like you can definitely where we were because we we're across from the
1: bench. You can't hear the coach that much, but you can definitely hear the players. You can hear the players talk, oh, wow. Um, especially the more vocal ones. Um, you can definitely hear them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but not 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 the coach, not what happens at the bench, just because we are that that's already cross-court and the stadium's loud right mm-hmm. um but but yeah we i think one of the more notable ones was uh again boogie uh at the at the at, at, the, at the free throw line basically uh taunting sarge <laughs> <laughs> oh, i gotta love that man i love these tidbits yeah he was like shooting free throws and then like sarge was just like poor guy he was just standing there and then and then, <laughs> and, then, but then and then boogie was the one shooting free throws and then for out of nowhere he just said he just said yeah i'm gonna keep doing this to you I'm gonna keep doing this to you. I got you. And then like Saris just tried to not look at him. It was a, it was hilarious. It's mental warfare right there, man. Mental warfare. Yeah, poor guy. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't retaliating at all. He's just kind of <laughs> standing there trying to box out.
2: <laughs> Brian doesn't even understand what Boogie
1: said at the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so definitely that was that, that's another side of the experience. It's, it's fun to pick up on some of those chatters. I love
0: also watching, being there in person versus watching on TV. Is so such a different experience because the on TV, it feels like so, so much slower because you have commercial breaks, you go to those commercial breaks, yeah. and then, you know, you're distracted, you do something else, and you come back. But when you're at the game, it's just fast. It's like next, even though that time period of, let's say, they're going to a replay... Mm-hmm. You know, you're just sitting there. You're you're absorbing the energy, and then yeah, they're done, and then you go back to the, the gameplay. You're not like looking at a
1: commercial or anything like that. That's exactly right. So one one example, I, I think like I think we had a little chat after that, Jack, with with David too. But uh, but it was um, there. Were, there are a couple of like pretty controversial plays towards the yeah. end that went against us. And mm-hmm. um, when you're on TV to your to your point, everything you said, right? You can actually see it. You can hear a, a commentator dissect it for you. You can see many replays. When you're live, so you so one of the plays was the ball was off, um, was off. Uh, I think I want to say like Mikhail Bridges or somebody. And I think it was Payne, right? Oh, right, the camera. Yeah, one of the role know. players, Campaign. Yeah. and um, and but but it was it wasn't super obvious, but you know definitely you look know, at replay is obvious enough. When, when i was there where i was sitting it was also obvious it was obvious that it was off of campaign because mm. i can see the cross-section angle mm. um but then they call ball out um the clippers i, I think it, it might have been pg or somebody whoever was there to to batum batum and um they said off oh, batum batum doesn't have the personality to necessarily say like no way blah 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 the yeah. coach but the the, the um, you know i think pg and and Mook, um Asked Lou to do a do a review, or ask the, the the refs to do a review. So they did, and um and when you're live, all you can see is the the screen that does one slow mo. They mm-hmm. max, they do it twice, but then before you know it, right? Before you know it, as long as the refs make a quick decision, you, you, people start assembling and and start up, you know, uh, running a play, and you mm-hmm. just have no time to react to like, oh, what just happened, right? So you so you're mm-hmm. like, oh, really, that just happened. You have no time to dissect it, and then you have to focus on the play again, and um, that those moments just get lost, like unfortunately, right? Um, in when you're actually live, but you know, again, like I, I, I you know, it, it's it's also part of the thrill when, when things move so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't know if we're talking about the same play, but there was a play specifically where I think, uh, Nic- yeah, Nicholas Batum- uh, deflected the ball, but it, it always comes down to this: when you go to the replay, who touches it last? And he deflected it, but it probably went. I think it went off Cameron Payne's fingertips. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a game before in this series. I forgot which game, but Pat Bev did the same thing to Booker, yeah. and they reversed the call because it was off Booker's hand. That was game two. Pat yeah, game deflected
1: two deflected it. Yep, yeah. that was game two when they. Oh god, game two was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one. Yeah, it was the alley-oop one. Ah. Oh. Oh
0: yeah, we. That's that's why that's why you needed time to digest (laughs) before you came back on. But as far as far as this game though, like towards, I mean, obviously with the Clippers losing, how did you digest the ending of it? Since it was such a grind of a game, and you know, with the Suns fans going at it, and at the end, I'm sure they were elated. It's it's. I'm sure it was tough. You you talk about just the
1: game four or the series game four game four four, yeah game four. Um, we're in disbelief. I was. Mm. I stood there for a good. Uh, and this is the part where I don't want to be court because uh, <laughs> I was in disbelief and I was like oh god you want to be support you feel the you feel the obligation just as, as, as a fan to really and, and as someone who, who cares about the franchise so much you want to be supportive so you don't want to like be disbelieved in a negative way so you still try to say hey go get the next one like because they can hear you right like yeah. the players can act they, they're also they, they just played a grind-out game and they were exhausted but they can hear little things, especially at that distance. So, like, yeah, players look over and nodded. You know, maybe not that just me specifically, but just people in my general direction voicing support. Um, so you try to be supportive, but I was in disbelief, and it did not help at that moment when your course side because then CP came over and gave like Billy Crystal a hug. I'm like, really, come on like <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't you don't actually care about Billy at this moment right <laughs> you're just doing this for TV so like mm. he did it because the ESPN crew was following him he was crowned mm. a hero and then mm. and then uh, Rachel Nichols then grabbed her grabbed him to do an interview uh right away and you know you you know it's all for tv i'm like no you don't mm-hmm. i don't need to see you this up close right now just like <laughs> go away <laughs> that was definitely true and he, he also had his homeboys by the way who who had a uh, course side seat um uh uh-huh. actually diagonally in front of me um but but two of them were his homeboys cp's homeboys and mm-hmm. uh went straight to him give him hugs so you know i didn't need to see all that <laughs> I mean JC knows he went to a finals game which in which his team lost so
2: that it's it's tough right JC Yeah man uh yeah because you, you 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 come in with all of this sort of positive energy you're so optimistic you're you know you get caught up in the game and then when LeBron completely just <laughs> shatters your dreams after you spend you know a a nice little chunk of change to to watch it's like it's like time just stops at that point in time. Yeah. I I could I could relate to Leo's uh sort of description of it of like just disbelief. You're just like, wait, it's not supposed to happen. It's like <laughs> kind of kind of mentality. I, I told people it felt
1: like I played in the game, and I clearly I didn't play in the game. <laughs> like it was that exhausting, and that is that kind of maybe a little bit is because like we all played sports competitively at some point, you know. Mm. And, it maybe a little bit of that that kind of same adrenaline, but clearly I didn't play the game. But I felt like I just played like a playoff game, and I was like, okay, I was really exhausted, I was really tired. Um, yeah, speak of LeBron, by the way, just little random tidbit, but very randomly, Jack, I you, mm-hmm. you you have to explain this to me. Someone, one person, there's one guy who sat uh, on, in my row, wearing a mm-hmm. wearing a LeBron Lakers jersey, and his whole I, I I'm convinced that his whole point of existence is i mean he might be like wealthy i don't know right because these mm-hmm. i mean these tickets are not cheap like you know mm-hmm. for me i a once a, once a you know we finally went to far that kind of thing but a random laker fan <laughs> in a lebron jersey decided to show up and his whole point of existence is just to like i'm like who are you supporting like you must <laughs> be supporting somebody But no, like he's just there to basically boo everybody. (laughs) And like, why would you do that? Why would you pay money to be this close to boo everyone? Like, really? Like that's, is that what you, um, is that value creation for you? I don't know. That was very confusing. I, I have to, I have to mention that because, like, I still don't know why that. And 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 it's very pretty clear that this person didn't come with anyone, which is also kind of sad. Oh, interesting. Oh, t-
0: I, I was just gonna say maybe he got uh, free
1: tickets, you know, from a friend.
0: But okay, if he didn't come with anyone, nope. Yeah, I guess his whole existence is just to be a hater. <laughs> There's a lot of sports fans that way. Some people like that. <laughs> some
1: people pay to hate. Is my yeah. takeaway. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, man, a lot of people, so. dude. A lot of people pay to hate. And I'm just like, what? So anyway, but like just one person one voice everyone else is like you know there's a purpose for everyone else so <laughs>
2: yeah. very interesting I, I i would have been barking at him the whole game just being like <laughs> bro you spent x amount of money just to be able to, to troll people the uh <laughs> I feel about that. that's the other thing though uh the
1: i think people at that level generally are more courteous um maybe because mm. they they think they might have a chance to be on tv i don't know what it is mm. but they generally less. uh more courteous and less mean, right? <laughs> to to these types of situations, so he didn't get he didn't get caught out or like get barked upon right. by anyone. But I well, I, well, I know Leo, you're obviously a you know you're a really
0: good person and you wouldn't get into stuff. But leading up to this this game, I mean, there actually has been a lot of fights, dude. Like in, a lot of these fights went viral on social media. Yeah. In, in the Denver series, the Suns and four guy, and also there was a fight I think in Phoenix it was actually a brawl dude (laughs) like uh, clippers and suns fans went at it so yeah you got to be careful now (laughs) shit talk can get you uh, in some bad business yeah you want to be viral for those reasons
1: all those things are unnecessary and unfortunate right like you you want to the the goal for everyone there is to go and have a good time and you you can you can lose but it could still be a moment to remember so why make it why why ruin other people's day i just don't understand Mm
0: -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Hey, man, there's some people, like you said, if you show up in a LeBron jersey, he's just there to hate. <laughs> <laughs> At
1: least, like, no one really cared about him. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's
2: true. They're like, wow. Maybe he wanted to get on TV. Yeah. yeah Maybe true. that was the goal.
1: It could be, knows. but, uh, but yeah, that's that's true. That I guess that always could be the case. Just, just like, look. Look at that Lebron Lebron fan
2: in the, you know the front row next to Billy Chris. Still don't
1: understand, but again, none of my business.
0: <laughs> so. But but let's let's get back to the game. I mean, obviously, you know, thanks for sharing the experience of the game. Yeah. and let's go back to the series now. Obviously, we know that the Clippers end up losing. Um, they lost Game Four, but they came back really strong in Game Five and won a road game, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I remember talking to you. You're like. I was asking you, could you come back for Game 6? But you're like, no, 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 that's, that, that's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Which is good, because if you went back for Game 6, it would not have been a good story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, with ga- that Game 5 win, I'm sure you were feeling really confident because the Clippers showing that, again, when their backs are against the wall, this year is different. That they were able to push through some of those demons mm-hmm. with the new coach, Ty Lu really pushing the right buttons. Um, even though you guys lost Game 6 still, it was a lot this year where you proved a lot of doubters wrong and it was just shorthanded you guys were shorthanded without Kwai, it was a, a mountain to climb you, no matter how you look at it yeah. you know even, even with the clippers doing a fantastic job in the series Yeah. so
1: yeah give us your thoughts on just you know wrap it up with the whole
0: dozing for two <laughs> to the sun yeah
1: i would say zooming all the way out like the, what makes this and, and i've been, and i've been you guys know i've been a fan for so long right but what makes this team so likable such a just a unique season is the team like this is such a good team of people to root for mm. um, you know because I would say even during the Loft City era, like like, there are many reasons, actually. Like, other than just, yeah, they're fun to watch and I've been a fan for so long. Like, there are many reasons. they are, they're, they're, they're like, little dysfunctions that you can kind of see, right? Especially as time time goes on and you can definitely sense fatigue, like, a, a, across the players. they just, like, a little sick of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's not too hard to pinpoint. But this team truly, genuinely don't have that. And they, you know, the end, another attribute of our past Clipper team is we would fold. Like even when we're up three one, there's no guarantee we would win the series. Clearly, right? We we that that mm-hmm. happened to us last season, um, in, in epic fashion. We crashed out, and uh, even the one of the times I um you know this back in 2016 fifteen when we played the Rockets, I was actually there for Game Six when we were up twenty, um, we were about to take the series, and then Josh Smith and Corey Brewer happened to us, right? Like, and we lost we lost the series. Um, and I was there for that like complete meltdown uh, at Staples. Um, yeah. We found ways to to <laughs> to not win, and, uh, and in the past, and we find we will find ways to uh, you know uh, to to tell fans, hey, don't get too confident about your abilities. too. I think that's kind of why we're not like Lakers fans and Suns fans because we had this like history, this fabric built into us where like you know you have reasons to doubt. But in this season, it was the reverse. You have reasons to believe, even when you're down 2-0, even when you're down 3-1. Like, you have reasons to believe that you will come back simply because guys play for each other. They play hard. They don't give up, and it shows up across the players, across player performances, whether it be Reggie Jackson, you know, Batum, Pat Bev, um, PG, right? Um, Kawhi, even Kawhi. I know we can talk about Kawhi more, but, like, he got injured, unfortunately, which was the, the I, I'm still convinced the reason why we we didn't go any further. Um yeah. and um but every player like Terrence Mann, right? Oh yeah heck, even Luke Kennard. like I love Luke Kennard, you know. <laughs> he has many yeah. falls, but uh, you know, love <laughs> love my love my players. Um it's uh but there everyone gives you a reason to believe and that's what makes it so special. And that that also makes it where like yeah, it's very, very bittersweet. Um, but you know, and, and you know, people only remember the wins. People don't don't won't give ever give you credit for the reasons why you can't go any further, all the injuries, what have you. Um people are not gonna at the end of the only people only mention the winners, but we have to like as fans, like we we, we, we have to take all that into consideration, right? Like this team really gave it their all. And they were really just hampered by injuries all across Kawaii, Surge, Zubash, like like yeah. like that it is what it is and um, but they really gave it their all and I'm just very proud of them so that's ultimately how I um, ended up coping and getting out of this past what week and a half I guess has been okay oh and also like not watching any basketball I haven't watched a single minute <laughs> wow really <laughs> you haven't
0: watched a minute of basketball
1: nope no you th- there's no way I can't see physically I can't get myself to get, from, get in front of TV to watch the Suns
0: well I, I wanted to mention this this is why we have you on the podcast, because not just because you are our good friend, but also, you know, to tell the the Clippers side of it. And you mentioned there's a lot of storylines that really developed that you really have to look at and commend. For example, Reggie Jackson, his press conference after losing the series, he yeah. was in tears. Makes me, makes me, like makes R- me want to cry. Yeah, because he, mm-hmm. he said the Clippers saved his career. Essentially, I mean, this man at this point was in many ways written off, you know, and he was he struggled in in a lot of his game throughout the season, and even before, you know, in the playoffs and stuff like that. And he was able to right all those wrongs by, like, I mean, he went on a freaking tear. I mean, yeah. he, w- he looked like Damian Lillard out there at some point, to be honest. Oh, to be that's, a I mean, yeah, just, that's a good one, yeah, that's a good one. And I mean, PG-13 also, I, I do get the criticism that he gets because he did nickname himself Playoff P, and he did come off short in a lot of playoff series. But this year, mm-hmm. he, he got a lot of hate throughout this, since last year, and he was able to show up in many aspects carrying the team this time and not because obviously with Kauai out he had to yeah. and he did he he came up big in a lot of these bit games
1: so happy and it's a
0: it's it's crazy high pressure you know what i mean Yeah.
1: so happy for him by the way like he uh i i think that the silver lining of this Kauai like injury is it really gave him a chance to without a doubt just shut the doubt, doubt and prove himself um it's him like it, it was him and he he knew it and he took that uh, challenge, took that opportunity, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and uh, got us far. <laughs> it was him. So I, uh, um, so I'm really happy for him. Um, uh, for for PG, really happy, happy for Reggie. Like like I said, it, it made me that that whole press conference made me want to cry. Like it it, yeah. it, it really did. Uh, you could tell it's all very genuine. And then you know, in uh, unfortunately, like where my mind was at, even at that press conference was God, like. We can we keep him? We probably can. I mean like mm. and then and then same for Batum. can we keep him? Probably can't but like with Reggie specifically, I mean look, if if um at other Lakers reference, since this is the uh you know, Jack is here, <laughs> if Dennis Schroeder is asking for what? Like a hundred I minutes mean, like, yeah, some yeah. something obscene. Yeah, <laughs> like like Reggie is like at this point I mean you have to believe after this performance that he's he's a much better player. Like he's actually a mm. A legitimate could be a second star for a team if he if he if he wants to. He played that way, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, if Dennis Schroeder, I mean, hate to throw that guy's name too many times into the pod, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, is asking for 100 million for four years. Like, how are we gonna keep? Reggie, I just don't know. Other than like maybe he just loves us so much. But it's a lot of money on the table, right? So you have to you know, those those realities quickly set in the, the team building for next season, like how do you continue to build on this? And then and then it all amounts to zooming all the way out, like Kawhi, can we keep him, right? Um so you know, I, I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember that this is a unique experience with this particular mm-hmm. team. I think one way or another something will change for next season. Um, hopefully for the better, but um, but it w- it likely won't be the same crew. So the takeaway is to really just really just uh, remember this and treasure this moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, JC, did you have any thoughts on how the series ended and how the cl- for the Clippers'
2: perspective, in, um, from that angle? I mean, uh, I feel for for Leo and his squad because you know injuries are just the. They're they're the game changers, right? And they really could determine how your season goes. And unfortunately for the Clippers, Kawhi went down at the most inopportune time. Because you know, uh, you know, one one different step, one less game, one other variable that comes out, and we could be looking at a very 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 different uh, situation. And it's just unfortunate that that's how the game goes. And um, you know you just gotta you gotta play with what you have and uh, unfortunately you know phoenix was healthier and here we Mm -hmm. are trying to see who who could make it all the way and uh i'm glad that you were able to really enjoy this this journey it's ultimately uh it's less about the end destination it's easy for me to say right now because my team is not in contention but it looks you know, like we might have yeah. having the, enough perspective well, to really you know, enjoy we lost, well, JC's audio cut you know, off, so we'll just continue with this podcast, <laughs> move, and he'll he'll, he'll come back in and, um, and be competitive. Oh, is just great. There
0: we go. Okay, you, we lost you for a second, JC, but we kind of get the gist of what you're saying. You know that uh, Leo was able to enjoy the journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that said, you know, moving to the off season, and you just kind of mentioned, you know, like is re- re-signing Reggie Jackson realistic because he's going to be able to command a lot more money. And as much as as fans, we like to think, you know, maybe he'll come back for the team. These people are playing for money. You know, this is a job. Yeah. And if they can have a great uh, performance, they would want to leverage that in whatever way. So we'll, we don't know what's going to end up happening, but we do know Balmer is not afraid to spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he wants to spend his money smart, and he would love to bring this team back, um, especially if he feels like you guys have a legitimate chance with this current squad. So it's, it's a possibility. And you also have Nicholas Batum in the mix, who... As, as we mentioned, Reggie Jackson with that press conference, Nicholas Batum also was in a position in his career where not many people were giving him much credit. R- he was very highly paid at one point, but he wasn't really performing up to his contract. But he was the perfect role player for the Clippers. And he showed, man, actually looking at it, I was like, damn, I wish the Lakers had someone like Batum <laughs> on the squad. You know, a vet that really did all the little things. Yeah. You know, he really did.
1: Yeah yeah totally um yeah he he was he was amazing um he uh i'm also going you know he too revitalized his career and changed his narrative Mm -hmm. right um but you're right at the end of the day um as much as these players might like this experience might like the team it's uh you know they're they're you know a lot of money on the table and um this is not a long career right this is a short career right so that's the reality um but i think for us it all all the dominoes before anyone drops. I think it all just starts with uh, Kawhi and our ability to um, can we keep him? Uh, I don't even think about do we keep him. I know there there are <laughs> talking heads talking about like you know like making case for like without Kawhi make a PG's team. Like no, like that's that's just completely off the mark, right? It's um it's not just one person's team. Like this for us to have any chance, I think if anything that what this season prove is these two these two um, Kawhi and PG are the right stars. Right. When they get to play together, right? They mm-hmm. they they were just showing signs that they are um a step above. Even the Suns, right? Like they, they we are a better team if, if Kawhi is injured and we would have won the series. Um mm-hmm. I know you can blame it on injuries, right? It's part luck is part of any uh championship journey. Um but uh exactly. but um but it is you know, it does prove that our first order of business should be figure out to 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 continue to sustain the core and yeah. um for years to come and uh and and i that's got to be our first priority and then after that like I, I do think we have to get a little lucky hopefully we get a little lucky with uh, <laughs> some of our contract situations we we don't have the most cap space and we mm-hmm. um we're working with exceptions and the margins um you know we we did unfortunately lock ourselves up to uh to a couple of um you know not super cap friendly contracts and marcus mm-hmm. morris and luke canard um you know and they're they're not even our uh our fourth or fifth best player um but but you know we there's some room and some creativity have to be practiced have to be used and and hopefully we're able to at least keep one of batum and jackson And then we have to get uh, i think the development for uh for man Terrence man is is key like i think he we haven't even talked about him much but uh he what a showing right (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and uh he's been um he's been amazing he has so much promise he's our upside when player when it comes to organically i think growing the core um and 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 he can definitely add some hopefully add some skills to his uh maybe a, a better willingness to shoot, be more confident, yeah. that kind of thing. But like he definitely has shown that he will be an impact player for years to come on a very oh, yeah. friendly contract to us. So so development for him is key. And then the rest of it is like identifying hopefully in you know, one or two more of those Reggie Jackson, Batum type cases like mm-hmm. offer environment to revitalize talented, experienced players careers and um and um hopefully we can do do some combination of what i just said right um to 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 and a net net of it all becoming progress for our franchise
0: yeah i think they the the first and foremost is to resign quai. and i think there's a lot of noise with talking heads i want to create a narrative that maybe he won't come back but it would be I know, I know Kawhi beats to his own drum, which is why there's this whole like, oh, maybe he won't. May- Who knows what Kawhi's thinking because at the end of the day, nobody truly knows. He's not a very expressive person. Him and his uncle Dennis are the really the only two people that probably truly know their plans. But, I mean, he went through all this to get to the Clippers, to be closer to home. Mm-hmm. And he chose PG-13 as his running partner. And the Clippers are going to... Are his team now, so I just can't see him moving anywhere else. After he went through all these hoops, he could have stayed if he wanted to win another championship right away. He probably should have stayed in Toronto. So it really is beyond, like his his moves are beyond just simply like oh I. I want to go here because of a championship. I think he wants to do it on his own mm-hmm. and he wants to do it
1: where he wants to do it which is why he chose the Clippers. I, I sure hope so. I mean like as a Laker fan wouldn't, would not you want him? You probably would. <laughs> I mean of course. Of course. I mean there's,
0: there's no doubt about that. It's not
1: going to happen but it's just I mean Typical well, typical Lakers fan mentality will be <laughs> will be, be scout out, oh he bought a yeah, he bought a mansion in no, LA. I mean, oh, he must be going know, to the Lakers. You know,
0: like if you really look at it, there's in the NBA there's a cap salary. I mean there's there's things that there's if you're not a casual fan, there's actually legitimate things that you can figure out if it can happen or not. You know, if you can trade we could trade away half our team, um, maybe, <laughs> but that's not gonna happen. But but that's that's just how um, unrealistic fans are. But with, back to the Clippers, it, it, everything you said is right. The first domino falls, and we'll see if the Clippers can retain one of two, either Reggie Jackson or Nicholas Batum, and be creative. You know, and and if anything, Serge Ibaka coming back healthy would have been a huge boost because this man is a can spread the floor and he also can guard the rim, which would have been a huge uh, difference maker. And that just sucks that he was injured. You know, but that's just how the ball rolls. And with that said, it's like the only plus side to having injured players is you get to see the potential of other players that need to step up and then do step up like man. And that's the beauty of, if anything, the the bright side of getting a suffering an injury that you see like somebody else that can step up and has that crazy potential. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I mean, JC, are you still there? (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. So well, we'll move to end this podcast with the Clippers kind of you know like there's a lot to, to be optimistic about I mean this really looks like a championship contender mm-hmm. if you if you uh, have the, the team fully healthy and can retain most of the core pieces uh, I think next season there's I mean I as a Laker fan we've been waiting to see this hallway series and if it's not gonna be next year I really hope it happens next year because it's it's coming down to the wire you know like these players are getting older if it's not going to happen next year it's just not going to happen at all so we'll see man i i do hope it happens because we've been hyping up this matchup for since since we've been doing this podcast man since the the clippers acquired quai and pg-13 it just damn it's just not it's maybe it's not in the cards leo let's
1: just no i know let's just say this at least this this year we call it even last year yeah last year <laughs> you guys were waiting for us and we were up three one and we found a way to choke that was on mm. us this season um, we we did what we needed to do. We got to that point where we would have met, um, and you know, I mean. What's your excuse, Jack? Like I, I'm sure there are good reasons why the Lakers didn't hey, go. Hey, injuries, far. man, injuries. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 injuries. Boo
2: hoo, cry me a guys. Uh, yeah, boo hoo. What's your excuse, Jack?
1: Uh, Andre Drummond? I don't know. Um, but uh, sorry, oh, sorry, no, out. sorry. Um, but um, but uh, but, uh, but yeah, like you know, so we call it even. Like the last year was on us. This year was on you. Next okay. season. All right, next season. The season. Whoever
0: whoever can't show up then that's, the, that's where the blame has to go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you
1: can't blame injuries next season, all right? <laughs> you know if we face each other, you know it's us. You know we will take the series. It's just very obvious oh, to me.
2: Oh, 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 oh
0: we'll see, words. We'll see. Once we sign Dennis Schroeder to a 100 million co- contract, he's going to perform up to that level, and you're going to
1: see oh. he's going to be Reggie Jackson for us. <laughs> yes, please sign that contract, please. I would love to oh, see that. Oh
0: man. You know, we'll save that for another episode. We'll talk about the Lakers offseason. Oh, and, so and
1: we'll re-sign Montrezl Harrell, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what
0: of all the things that's not gonna happen I, I, I can uh, I can kind of make that prediction already you know Trez is not happy and I don't think the Lakers are happy with it shout out <laughs> yeah. shout out to Trez he, he, he I, gave I love us Trez, some though. fun I years at the Clippers yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know sometimes the game just doesn't match the team concept you know what I mean <laughs> I'll just put it that way totally yeah but but we <laughs> sign him you know it's great <laughs> <laughs> alright so we'll 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 end the podcast on that note you know we'll see what happens next season and thank you, Leo, for coming on. Any final words, JC, to send off our Clipper friend into the off season? You know, with the with the draft coming. This is, I'll I'll say this before you say anything, JC, that this will be one of our few episodes ending this season. You know, because the basketball season
1: wrapping up, we'll do a draft episode. So, mm-hmm. Leo, you're one of our final guests, man. So, thank you, bro. Thank you. You bet. No, an honor, you- pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me for one of your finals, and uh, we got to do more of this.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Leo. You made it further than any of us <laughs> yeah. right now. So you're the last man standing. <laughs> Do you guys know any Suns and Bucks fans? Hopefully not. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs>
0: nope. I know you know a Hawks fan, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and he didn't make it. Actually, he made it past
1: past you. He
2: made it so. like maybe a couple more days. <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah, a couple a game, more days. Game or two. There you
0: go. Yeah, what a uh, season! St- yeah, stay safe, Leo, and we'll, we're looking forward to what happens in the offseason for the Clippers. And if anything crazy happens, we'll make sure to have you back on. But, yeah, that sounds good. Pleasure to be
1: here. Thanks, everyone. All right, take care, guys. Peace. Peace.